Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Numbers. The Old Testament book of Numbers and Numbers in chapter number 20. The book of Numbers and chapter number 20. As we've been following through the wilderness wanderings, we have saw as the children of Israel disobeyed God. And because of that, the sentencing at Kadesh Barnea where the children of Israel were sentenced that everyone that was 20 years or older would die in the wilderness. And then we saw following up, we saw Moses and Aaron together had disobeyed God's clear command and ruined the picture of Jesus Christ. So because of that, both Moses and Aaron were sentenced that they would not see the promised land. They would not step foot into the promised land. And as a follow-up, we come to the book of Numbers, chapter number 20, and we see something important that occurs within the history of Israel, specifically dealing with Moses and Aaron, and find your way to the book of Numbers, chapter 20, and pick it up starting at verse number 22. The book of Numbers, chapter 20, and in verse number 22, the Bible says this, And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came unto Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up unto Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son, and Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded. And as they went up into Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation, Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there in the top of the mount. And Moses and Eleazar came down from the mount. And when the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, would you mark a phrase that we find in the book of Numbers, chapter number 20? The book of Numbers, chapter number 20, and notice with me in verse number 29. Numbers 20 and verse number 29, notice the phrase, Aaron was dead. Aaron was dead. And with this, we're going to cover the historical event of the death of Aaron. The death of Aaron. If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And as we cover a most serious subject, we're asking that you would use this to teach us about death, that you would teach us about us preparing 
for that death. I'm asking, Lord, that you would just let it be clear, let it be understood, and that you would help us to take whatever steps are necessary to prepare for this time and place. Again, fill me with your spirit now that we could be a help. You can be a help to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have this here, the event, the death of Aaron. The very first thing I'd like to point out here is that there is a time appointed to die. There is a time appointed to die. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Everyone has an appointment with death. Every person has an appointment with death. One day you will stand at death's door. And you will have to face death. Now, the only thing that would stop it is the rapture and Jesus Christ coming back. And there are some people who will not see death. However, we do not know when that time will come. But we do know this. There is a time appointed to die. Everyone has an appointment with death. Now we don't like to think about that. If we were to be honest, we would like to think that we had a good number of years left, like a hundred. We don't like to think that death is appointed. There is a time that is appointed for you to die. Now most of us do not know that appointment. But here, God had let Moses and Aaron know, your time's up. There's an appointment with you, Aaron. You are going to die. Notice with me, if you don't mind, in the book of Numbers, chapter 20. The book of Numbers, chapter 20, and notice with me in verse 22. Numbers 20 and verse 22. And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. So now we find the location where they're at on the map. They're at Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor, by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them out to Mount Hor. So we could see this instructions here that Aaron had an appointment with death. As we said today, and as it is appointed unto men once to die. There's an appointment that you all have. Now Aaron had the privilege of knowing what time it was, but we don't. You understand, your appointment may be after this service. It could be that you are on your way home and God says, I am done with you on earth. Come home to me. We don't know the appointment. We'd like to think that we had more. But life is like a vapor. And no man is guaranteed tomorrow. But you may have lots of tomorrows. You may have an extended life. But eventually your appointment will come up. The question is. Are you ready for that appointment? Preacher. How can I be ready for this appointment to death? 
Well, quite simply, it's to trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You see, in order to be ready for this appointment, the Bible says again in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Immediately after you die, you are going to face the Lord. And you need to be ready for that appointment. How can I be ready? Well, you have to know Jesus Christ, your Savior. How can I do that? Well, you first of all recognize that you are a sinner. Without a doubt. The Bible says, for all have sin that comes short of the glory of God. What is a sin, by the way? It's anything that we've done wrong against God. God has given us what is called the Ten Commandments. And any time we have broken those Ten Commandments, we have sinned. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. The debt that we owe God is death. Now, the death that we owe God is not physical death. That happens to every man. Every person will die. But the second death is what's referred to in the book of Revelation, is what occurs when someone doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. In order to be ready for you to die, you have to have two births. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, Verily, verily, ye must be born again. You have to have this second birth. And just as real as your first birth is, your second birth is just as real. The moment that you realize that you're a sinner and because of your sin that you've offended a holy righteous God, but you realize that Jesus was your only way and you personally accept Christ as your Savior, the moment that you do that, you become what the Bible says, born again. The moment you do that, the Holy Spirit who is God comes to live inside of you and you are born again spiritually. You have a brand new birth. And the Bible gives this illustration that if you have two births, you only die once. You only die physically. But if you only have one birth, you die twice. Meaning that you'll die physically and then you will die spiritually. You'll be separated from God from all eternity. The only hope that you have is Jesus Christ. And even though we don't think, like to think about death, it is necessary let me ask you, dear friend, are you ready for this appointment? Are you ready for death? Are you ready for the time where you accept Jesus? Or are you ready to, to meet Jesus knowing that you've already accepted him as Savior? Let me tell you, there's a lot of religious people. There's a lot of church people who are not going to heaven. You say, oh, it doesn't matter if you go to church, if you own a Bible, which church you go to, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior to forgive your sins, then let me tell you, you are not ready to meet God. It is appointed unto, God, unto men once to die. There is an appointment, but you have to be ready for it. Which brings me to the second thing. We should be prepared for death. We should be prepared for death. Now, Moses and Aaron were told by God, Aaron, this is the end of the line. I want you to bring Eleazar and I want you to bring Aaron. Moses, I want you to transfer this. Notice verse 26. And strip Aaron of his garments and put up them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron shall be gathered unto his people and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded, and they went up into Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. What do we see here? That 
Aaron and Moses, they were both told, Aaron, you're going to die. Moses, you take Aaron and Eleazar, you bring them up to the mount, and I want you to take off the high priestly garments of Aaron, and I want you to put them upon Eleazar. And when you do that, Eleazar is going to take over a high priest, and Aaron, you're going to die. Now, how would you do if you were told by God, most of us couldn't handle it. That's why God doesn't tell us when we're going to die. You know, if you knew where you were going to die, you would avoid that place at all costs, right? But Aaron was told, you're going to die. You're going to die soon. You go up to the mountain. We're going to transfer your priestly garments and you are going to die. Now, notice again, if you had that news, how would you respond? Are you prepared for death? Notice what happened in verse 27. And Moses did as the Lord commanded. What did he command? And they, who's the they? Moses, Eleazar, and Aaron. Aaron went up to the top of the mountain. Notice what it did not say. It did not say that Aaron kicked and screamed and fought. It did not say that Aaron said, no, I don't want to go. You can't make me. The fact that he walked up there on his own showed that he was prepared to die. You know, that sounds kind of strange. Why would you go there if you knew you were going to die? Because... You don't have to fear death. That's why Psalm 23 is such an amazing psalm. We'll turn back here. But may I just take a moment to read Psalm 23 to you? We're not going to give commentary on it. I just want you to hear Psalm 23 and understand what a great shepherd we have. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my (coughs) head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why is it that Aaron was allowed to march up there with dignity, without kicking and screaming? Because he was prepared to die. He knew who God was. He knew that his sins were forgiven. He knew that God was with him. You understand there is a difference in how someone dies. Between someone who knows the Lord. And when I mean knows the Lord, they don't just say I'm a Christian. I mean they have a walk with God. There's a difference between someone who walks with God and someone who does not know Christ at all. There is a huge difference. And by the way, I'm not speaking because of it sounds theologically good. I worked in the medical career field for many years. I worked with death. I worked in ERs. I witnessed people. Of course, as a pastor, I carried that on. 
I have been at the bedside of many people who have died. There is a difference between someone who is prepared to die because they know God is with them and someone who doesn't know Jesus at all. There's a difference. If I could recommend a book towards you, toward you, there's a good book by Herbert Locklear that's called The Last Words of Saints and Sinners. And it has over 700 quotes from the famous, the infamous, and inspiring figures of history as they died. All throughout history, whether it was Roman emperors or people who were being martyred, let me tell you, there is a difference. May I take a couple of examples from history? Queen Elizabeth I was the, one of the longest ruling monarchs of Great Britain. She's only now been surpassed by Queen Elizabeth II, the current monarch. But for the long time, Queen Elizabeth was the ruling body of all the British Empire. And at this time, the entire British Empire was called the empire that the sun never set. It had spread across the globe, whether it was the colonies in America or it was Australia, whether it was Canada, or whether some of the provinces and colonies in Africa, whether it was India, or whether it was Great Britain itself, it had spread the entire globe. And at its helm was Queen Elizabeth I. However, she feared death. And at the end of her days, she was so afraid to fall asleep, afraid what would happen if she would if she didn't wake up that she actually had uh, her servants prop her up against a wall with pillows all around her so she'd be comfortable but still standing up so she wouldn't go to sleep she was so afraid if she went to sleep she'd never wake up again and at the end her statement was as she died all of my kingdom for one more all of my kingdom. I'll take all the British Empire and give it if I could have one more moment. Here is a queen who saw that she was powerless at death and was not prepared. And was not prepared. You understand there is a difference between someone who is ready to die because they know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and knows that God is with them. Compared to someone who is going to death and they do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. There is quite a difference. May I give another illustration? In the land of Bohemia, which is now part of what we would call Germany. There was a famous preacher who was the morning star of the Reformation. Who was the pre-Reformation. His name was John Huss. And a great preacher. An Anabaptist believe in the Bible and tried to teach People, what the word of God said. Well, of course, the Roman Catholic Church did not like it. And so they ordered him over and over to quit preaching, and he would not. And finally, it came his time where he was put to death. His wife had also been arrested, and she had an appointment with death. And her husband had already been martyred. While she was in prison, she had um, wore the black veil of mourning and and had been prepared. But the day of 
her execution when she was to be martyred, they found her in a beautiful white dress. They said, why? You know you're going to die. Why are you wearing white? She goes, this is the day I'm reunited with my husband. And most importantly, it's the day I see my Savior. As they begin to haul her out and head to the place where she was going to be executed. As they were dragging her out, she continued to preach Jesus Christ. And saying that you could be forgiven of your sins. You could be born again. And so much they kept asking her to be quiet. Hush, stop, stop, stop. And they told her that you do it one more time. We're going to stop this procession and we're going to rip out your tongue. Well, guess what she did? She witnessed anyways. And so true to their word, they stopped the progression and they ripped out her tongue and began to drag her again. Now she no longer has the ability to speak, but you know what she did the whole way? She kept pointing up, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And she was martyred. And when she was martyred, she forgave those who were doing it. You see, there is a difference between someone who's prepared for death. There is someone who knows for sure that their sins are forgiven. And they know that they've been walking with the Lord. And they know that when they stand before God in judgment, that their sins have been taken care of. And now they're just going to be judged, not for whether they're going to heaven or hell, but judged for the rewards of serving their Lord. Are you ready for death? Are you prepared? Do you know 100% sure that your sins are forgiven? Then do you know for sure you are right with God? Do you know for sure that you are prepared to see Him at the judgment seat? Do you know that things are right between you and the Savior? Or are you worried? Have you not been living a life that's pleasing to him? Is it a thing that you know that you're going to stand before God and you are not ready to face death? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. I could take time and almost read you this whole book and tell you quote after quote, story after story of saints and sinners as they prepare to face God. And let me tell you, there is a difference between someone who knows Christ and has been walking with Him and the death of someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Are you prepared? This passage teaches us something else. There's a third thing here. That not only do we have a time that's appointed to die? There is an appointment that is waiting for you. You don't know when it is, but there is an appointment. Are you ready for it? We know that we should be prepared to die. And you can be prepared to die. But there's a third thing here. Dealing with the context. We should have the next generation trained and prepared to take our place. We should have the next generation trained and prepared to take our place. Notice with me in verse 28. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them upon Eleazar. And Aaron died there at the top of the mountain. And Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. Now remember, what was the position of Aaron? What was his job? He was the high priest of Israel. And there was important jobs that went along with that. But... He had an appointment to die. 
And so he could no longer carry the high priest. So what had to happen? Someone had to be prepared and trained to take Aaron's place. He couldn't do it all of himself. He had to be preparing someone else to do what he needs to be doing. We see this same principle found throughout the Bible, this principle of training. That in order, we have the responsibility to reach our generation and teach the next generation how to reach their generation. This idea of training. You are not prepared to die until you have trained someone to take your place. In fact, it is my personal belief that if God moves you on from this church in a right way, meaning that you are going to go serve God at a different location across the state, across the world, whatever else, you should already have someone to take your place in this church. There should always be this idea of training and replacing. Who are you discipling? Who are you training? Who are you preparing to? Or are you the one currently being trained so that way you could do it? But you understand this should be going on. Who are you training to follow the Lord? Who are you training to follow like you are following God? Who are you training to be taking their spot and following after the Lord and serving it? So if you disappear, if you do pass away, if you meet with your appointment of death, is things going to continue to move forward without you? Again, <laughs> thinking of the idea of ministry, that here is Aaron who is the high priest. He had to have someone trained because that job had to go forward. Unfortunately, there are some pastors that never get to the place of training someone else. And so when they leave or they die, no one's there to take the place. This should be always a constant thing. Who are we training? Who are we preparing? Are you at least preparing or praying for someone to, that you could come and train and to replace? You should be always preparing for the future. That is part of preparing for death is who is taking your place? Who are you preparing to continue on when you are no longer able to continue on? Instead of a church is getting smaller and smaller, we should be getting bigger and bigger. Instead of churches falling apart and collapsing because they don't have, have enough people to go on, it should always have that steady flow where we're purposely trading someone to take our place. So that church goes on and on and on. Amen. That's only done when it's done on purpose to train and prepare someone to take your place. You understand this is part of dying. This is part of living. This is part of preparing for the future. And so let me ask you again. Are you ready for your appointment for death? There is a time you are appointed to die. And after this, you will face God in judgment. Do you know for sure that your sins are forgiven. Let me tell you. If you do not. The greatest thing that could happen tonight. Is for you to know that you know that you know. Not hope. Not think. Not guess. Not say because I'm religious. Or because I showed up to church. Or I listened to a sermon. Do you know for sure. Without a doubt. From the Bible. That you're going to heaven. You say. Why are you making such a big deal out of this? You're talking to church people. You're talking to Sunday night crowd. I've seen too many preachers. Too many preachers wives. Too many deacons. Too many song leaders. Too many Sunday school teachers. Who got saved. 
after they had already been in a position. We don't take it for granted that anyone knows for Christ as your Savior. You say, well, I'm too embarrassed. I'm afraid what people will think. Let me tell you, I wouldn't let pride keep me from going to heaven. I don't want to go to hell for nobody. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you do not know from the Bible, let me tell you, you get that nailed down. You have to have that nailed down if you're going to be ready for your appointment for death. After that, are you prepared to die? There is a difference between a passing of someone who knows Jesus Christ as their Savior and someone who does not. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. May I also say on the aftermath of that, there is a difference between a Christian who clearly walked with the Lord as a funeral than having a funeral of someone that said, I don't know for sure if they were saved. I hope they are. They said religious things. Those are hard funerals to preach because I cannot preach them into heaven. Do they have a clear testimony that they walked with the Lord? Are you prepared for death? And then part of that preparation, who are you training? Who are you preparing to take your spot? Are you moving forward? The question is tonight, are you ready for your appointment with death? The Bible once again says, and... As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 920- Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.